You are listening to the Lingerie Success Podcast, the first podcast of its kind committed to practical and actionable marketing strategies, business advice, interviews, and tools to help your lingerie store thrive. Are you ready? So let's get started. Hello, Lingerie Success listeners, and welcome to episode 15 of the Lingerie Success Podcast, where we provide practical, actionable advice to help your lingerie store thrive. This week, we'll be talking about follow-up and follow-through, and I am very excited to welcome Chris and Angel here with me, my co-hosts. How are you doing today, Chris? Very good, Katie. Thank you. Do you have anything that you're excited about this week or maybe some highlights from the past week? Uh, my kids have been going to swimming class this whole summer, practically, and my son has been studying coding. I've been teaching him how to code, so just to juggle his... his, uh, his um, Thinking ability, I guess, is cognitive wow. ability. And so I want to do some testing and maybe go swimming this weekend and f- get my son to finally finish the last part of his coding lesson. So that's what we're going to be doing this weekend. It's, it's hot here in SoCal. Hopefully, I'm not sure. I haven't, my wife hasn't updated me on this weekend's weather report, but I'm sure it's going to be hot again. Yeah, I think this weekend will be perfect swimming weather. Absolutely, <laughs> just sunburn weather. Hopefully not too much. Hopefully not too much indeed. Angel, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. How has your week been? Um, Kind of busy. It's kind of warm, but uh, doing good so far. Anything you're excited about this weekend? Uh, this specific weekend, I think I'm just going to relax, I think. That sounds nice. Sometimes you just need a nice relaxing weekend to recharge. Yeah, maybe read some books on my Kindle. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, that sounds really good. Well, Chris, I know that we've had a busy week here in the office. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about it? Yeah, it's been so busy because we're preparing for Curve, of course, um, and we're launching a new brand, um, sub-brand, uh, which is named Mod, Mod by Parfait, which is targeted towards a younger audience. So we're excited for the market to see that at Curve. So we're, you know, we're doing final last-minute touches on that, and we'll get that all finished up, working on the posters and all that good stuff just to and everything for the for the season and we're already starting our autumn winter 18 we've seen the previews for autumn winter 18 and i'm very excited about them i don't know what the recolors are going to be for the you know for our main staples but the ones that we saw were all brand new designs so i'm very very excited to see those yeah me too i i can't wait i remember looking through the the images and just Every image just gets better than the last. And I cannot wait to see how they are translated to actual garments because the illustrations that we've seen are phenomenal and so beautiful. And they're just something that like every woman would be excited to have in their lingerie wardrobe for sure. Absolutely. So I can't wait. Um, We have a jam-packed agenda for our listeners today. We're talking about follow-up and follow-through. So I thought we would just get started. Um, we have some some pretty deep questions here, and Chris is gonna gonna give us some insight and some some help um, today with our our follow up and follow through. And so the first one that we have, so Chris, how can businesses prime their customers for a remarkable experience? Well, first of all, in saying that I have a lot of insight is quite a quite a feat to try to achieve, but I'll try my best. Um, well, let's start with the definition of what remarkable is, right? It's worthy of attention. So the question to many of us and our partners as well is, are we worthy of attention from our target audience? And I read the book recently called Seth Godin's Purple Cow. 
It's not recent. I just reread it. I've read it before, but I reread it again. And the premise of the book is basically standing out among a sea of black and white cows and being that purple cow. And the title in itself is remarkable. That's why I'm telling you guys about it. And it's all about making something worth talking about. You know, it's our story worth our target audience's time. You know, over the century, you know, sparked by the the wars and industrial revolution, it was all about making stuff, you know, production line style, cheaper, faster to produce. And many of today's companies are competing against each other as commodities, you know, with this same factory production mindset, right? The Ford way. Um, so making our processing better is, you know, it's going to get to a point where it's going to get harder and harder to do. You can get, you can't, like, you think about microchips. Um, in, you know, when Angel and I started in this tech world, you know, you're talking about processors that is, are big as a table. And then they get smaller and smaller and smaller. And now they're just, they're thinking about being a size of a cell. So if you consider that, you I mean, un- unless you get it down to a size of an atom, you can't get any smaller when you get to a certain point. So... You know, through this, through all of this century, through all this production, faster, better, there came a brand called Apple. I'm sure we all know this. You know, Apple did not focus on being cheaper, faster. They just focused on telling a story about the brand. I mean, we all know their story. Um, in this room, we 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 love Steve Jobs. May he rest in peace. I mean, he's he's an innovator. He brought a lot to the table, not just for Apple itself, but to to innovation in general because he kept moving things forward. He kept thinking about what other people would like to have, not just what will make their life easier. You know, because computing is all about let's make our life easier, right? But he went beyond that. It's like this is something that people will love to have. They didn't even consider. You didn't I mean, I wouldn't think ten years ago you would consider having all your music in your pocket. We would never consider that. We, Angel and I had CDs in our car. Like we had the Bible, like, you know, like a, a CD case that's full of CDs, right? Even, even DVDs. Now you can, you can watch movies on your phone. You can store all of it, download it on iTunes and on all of that. So, you know, recently I read an article that said Brawless is better because it's supposed to promote tissue elasticity and all that good stuff. But, you know, try telling that to a woman who's an E to G cup, right? Um, we have, the reason I say this is because with all of the the faster, cheaper things that we're trying to do and we're trying to bring into our stores as bras, for example, there's only amount of cheapness or, you know, size range that you can we can all do. But each of us, each of our brand, each of our retailers need to focus on the story that they have, whatever makes them remarkable. Again, it ties back to knowing your audience, knowing what problems you're trying to solve for them. And that's really what we need to get into. So to be remarkable, we really need to know our story and tell that to as many people as possible. We need to define that and not for all everybody, but for a select few people, you know, our target avatar. And then we need to have the contents to educate our consumers. I think we lose sight of trying to continually provide a remarkable experience outside of the store. You know, we always think that, well, 
I provide a great customer service for my customers. I spoke to a few of our retailers today, and you know, one of the conversations we were having is, "What do you think makes your makes you amazing for your customers?" And they say, "Because I deliver excellent customer service." We all know that should be standard. That shouldn't be something that it's great to have, of course. I mean, I definitely um, suggest that every single of our partners have remarkable customer service, but that can't be the only thing that sets you apart because somebody else who has more money, more resources, bigger store, more products than you can provide the same level of excellent customer service that you have, then they've just beat you. So the world is used to experiencing average, average stuff or average people. We just promote the heck out of it, right? But why not add a remarkable experience before, during, and after the sale? You know, this is where great content comes in. You know, by educating them, telling them what a great bra feels like, how to care for a bra. These are important because when they own the product, if you've educated them enough and provided that remarkable value and content, when they buy from you, they're not looking for the cheapest thing. They're looking for the experience that they're going to have by owning the perfect pair of bras. That is the experience. That is the remarkable remarkableness that we're trying to convey to the consumers that we're trying to market to, whether it's for us as a brand or whether it is for our partners who retail our products and our competitors' products to the end consumers. Absolutely. And with your story too, it's it's going to mean something different to every person. They're always going to look at it with their unique perspective. And, and that's why it's so important, like Chris mentioned, to really focus on great content that provides your customers value. Um, I remember reading an article recently and they were talking about how there are so many companies now that are just putting out content to put out content. And that's why it's so important if you want your content to be read to really be taking the time to put out that unique content that resonates with your customers. And it doesn't have to be every week, maybe once a week, twice a week, whatever works best for you. But definitely putting out that content and really priming your customers for that experience so they know that you're you know, an authority and an expert in your area and also just focusing on the store too. Aside from your customer service, your store is an experience too. So the moment they walk into your store, they're stepping into your brand. And that's why it's so important with everything within your store to be able to connect it to your story and for your customers to be able to connect it too. And we also wanted to talk a little bit um, about how businesses can continue that remarkable experience once their customers leave their store. So, Chris? Absolutely. Well, like I mentioned, you know, remarkability needs to be part of our DNA or story. You know, it should be for our brand and for our retailers as well. You know, as most of us tend to, like I mentioned earlier, leave the remarkable experience, remarkable customer service in the store. But it has to go before and even after the sale, you know, it's already expected that when you're in the store that you are going to be treated fairly, right? I mean, we all expect that when we walk into a retail establishment, we don't expect to be gouged unless maybe you're buying a car and going, you know, talking to a used car salesman, then maybe you are. So you're predisposed to have your fences up. But when you're buying anything, uh, especially walking into a retail of ours, um, that provide excellent service and provide a very personal service and fitting somebody, their guard is usually down because they're letting you in into something that something intimate that most people, sometimes not even their partners, get to have, right? So in essence, 
the sale is very important. But sale, we have to understand that it's just exchanging a commodity for money. That's what it's defined to be. Basically, we try to convince somebody that our bra or our widget is better than the, the widget they already own. You know, whether it's a price, whether it's quality, maybe the features. But when we learn to add our own story into this equation, we add something remarkable. A story does not need to be told. It doesn't need to be a content. It's that experience becomes part of our story. You know, when they're, when we're not treated as a commodity, we then are unique and different and deal in specialty. That's what our customers are, right? They're specialty stores, you know, which is exactly what our retail partners offer. They offer something, a specialty service that not everybody can, not a Victoria's Secret can. Um, sometimes even big box retailers such as Nordstrom and Macy's, they don't always have the amount of stock that a local retailer will have. Of course, a Macy's and a Nordstrom, they're a lot bigger, so they would tend to have that. But relatively speaking, a lot of them, it's just a part of their big business. But a specialty store, this is their bread and butter. This is what they live. This is what they wake up for every single morning. So that experience is part of the story that they tell. So the story needs to be effectively communicated to the target audience. You know, from following up to following through, like you mentioned as the main theme of our of our podcast this week, you know, we have to follow through on the promises that we give before, during, and after the sale. You know, we need to keep educating our customers after the sale about the value and the problems that only we or our retailers in this case can solve. You know, a lot of times you can't we can't really go up to anybody and say, I have a wrong fitting bra. What do I do? Most women will tell you, I have no idea. Maybe go to Target, which is the wrong answer, right? Oh, just buy a new bra. But buying a new bra doesn't necessarily solve your problem. It's finding the right bra, which most of our retailers are there to provide and solve for our, for our consumers. And sometimes even the simple emails and connections that we build on important days, like you know, saying happy birthday to somebody. It's as simple as that, but being able to make that connection after they leave the store is quite important. The key here is to show that we care about them, knowing our why first. I mean, we always talk about our why and all that stuff, and also the needs and problems of our customers. And then it's up to us to bridge that care by offering them the solution outside of just a sale of a bra. You know, selling them the bra, cool. They can buy bras anywhere. You know, like we talked about this, Amazon is getting in on this business. They're trying to kill Blue Apron, by the way. Um, it's crazy. They're getting into that business now that they have Whole Foods. And Amazon is just trying, is going to try to dominate everybody. But one thing they can't dominate is they can't provide personal fitting intimate services for women all over the world, which our retailer partners are primed for. That's something that you can't replace. You know, some ideas that, um, can help our retailers that I've seen personally work is, you know, automating follow-ups after visits and even before. You know, we can set something up where we ask the contact information or email maybe during the checkout process. I believe in the last podcast or a podcast before that, we were talking about mailing lists and automation and all that stuff. So instead of asking them for um, just printing out the receipt, you can get them to give you their email and forward the receipt by email. That builds a connection already. And then from there, they will receive a personal email from you that you can pre-write, a template. You know, they, you, don't, you can write 
10 different templates that you can do ahead of time, and they're going to receive this. An example of this is this. I, I just put this quickly together. Imagine after you visit a, one of our partners, you'll receive an email that says, thank you, Katie, for visiting our store this afternoon. We love having you in the store. Please note on our records today that you purchased the Parfait Charlotte Bra in red, and your size was 34F in this particular brand or style. By the way, please note that sizing is not about the size, but it's about the fit of the bra. If you purchase a different style or a different brand, it's not uncommon to be in a different size. So come back in for a fit just to be sure you're wearing the right fit from this brand or another brand. You're always welcome to stop by. We love having you at the store. And by the way, please be sure to email or call us so that we can have your options ready on hand before you walk in. Remember, our next appointment for a bra fitting is four months away. Yours is December 14th. Please watch out for periodic emails from us to help you care for your bras and make your investment last. You know, we find something interesting. We'll keep you posted. Thank you, Katie. We love you from your favorite bra store. Imagine receiving something like that personalized. You think it's personalized, but you can pre-populate all of this information ahead of time, of course. Let me tell you a quick story. You know, with my kid's dental office, you know, at the end of each visit, we set up an appointment from six months away. I get an, a text conf confirmation, me and my wife will get, oh, your kid's appointment is six months away. And before that, before we leave the store, I mean, before we leave the dental office, my kids get a toy, right? And you get a balloon. So my kids are ecstatic, of course. And then a month before the appointment, my wife and I get an email and text message that says, oh, remember your appointment is, you know, in a, is, is in a month. So then I, I'm always remembering this particular dentist and then the night before, I'm going to get a, a, a pre-recorded voicemail that says, oh, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Your daughter's uh, toothbrush and toothpaste and gift are ready waiting for her. So make sure you come on time. Be here at this hour, right? And then within that morning, they're going to send me a text message and an email with a direction to where it is. Just in case you forgot, here's the direction how to get to us. And again, reminding me of the appointment. So am I just going to slack off and say, never mind, I'm not going to bring my daughter there? Of course not. I'm going to go there. They've been communicating me with me for the last five, six months. And this is the true story. I moved. I mean, you guys know. I stay in the same dentist where my, my kids are going because it's a remarkable experience that they provide me and my family. My kids look forward. Think about it. My kids are ecstatic to get their teeth cleaned or teeth pulled. I mean... I mean, imagine getting injections in your mouth and thinking like, Daddy, I'm excited because they know the remarkable experience that they're going to have. And imagine applying that same, same concept into a bra buying experience. That remarkable experience will not only make them buy bras in your store over and over again, but they're going to tell every single woman they know that this store is the most remarkable store I've ever experienced. And you should buy your bras over there. Yeah, I love the um, the example that you gave, Chris, for the the email. Just something our our customers could send their customers. I think that that's amazing. Um, I love fo the follow up process. I love um, the idea of sending an email you know, a couple minutes after their visit, automating it a couple hours, maybe the next day, and then sending another one, uh, maybe a week later, just thanking them again for their purchase and saying, you know, hey, you've had your bra for a week. How's it working for you? And you'll find, I think, that a lot of the customers who see those emails, if, if it's something that's not working out for them, they'll definitely tell you. They'll want to come back in. 
But in my experience and working as a bra fitter and working in, in, a re, in retail, um, the customers that aren't happy at first that do come in, sometimes those become your best customers because those are the customers that you work with and you show that you really, really, you know, genuinely care about helping them and you want them to feel good. And that's why, you know, they can come back and they can maybe exchange it with you for a different size or a different style if it's just not working. And, and knowing that that store has your back will make you shop there again and again and again because you're building that trust. And that's also something that I wanted to think talk about too um, with our listeners. So a lot of our listeners are bra fitters and you help women every day in your stores with finding bras that fit. You solve their problems. You help them um, with back pain, which is something that unfortunately happens for a lot of us with larger cup sizes. And you really look out for the, the customers that you have. Um, and one thing that sometimes we forget about throughout the sales process is that these women, they're coming to you. And I would say that probably nine out of 10 women that I helped when I, when I was a bra fitter were at least a tiny bit insecure with their bodies. And they would come in and they would, they would um, maybe ask a little bit about the bra fitting process or kind of get a feel for it. They weren't sure. Or maybe they would, um, once, you know, you did work with them, talk with them a little bit, kind of share what they could expect, lead them into a fitting room. Um, and then that moment when you're fitting them and it's such an intimate moment and it's something that makes it so important to really, um, create content ahead of time and communicate with your customers ahead of time to build and earn their trust. And I think that you can definitely earn their trust, um, and at least make it more comfortable for them by priming them for that experience, <clears throat> excuse me, through, um, through content online, through having little seminars, through offering um, events and ladies nights and just making it more comfortable for them. Because honestly, I'll tell you, and, and me too, you know, when it comes to bra fitting, sometimes it's, it can get a little bit uncomfortable. And that's why it's so important to be able to have, um, you know, trusted people that are fitting you and then also an environment that just makes you really comfortable. And so by receiving that email, maybe a day or two before you're fitting, telling you what to expect, what to bring, you know, reminding them to bring a t-shirt um, so they can see what the bra will look like underneath or just bringing something comfortable to change in and out of makes it so much easier for them because then they're not, they don't have that anxiety um, that leads up to that appointment. So that's why we definitely suggest um, follow up even before the appointment. So getting in touch with them, getting in contact, really communicating with them, um, letting them in on, you know, your your brand, your story, what they can expect, really putting a personal touch on it. Because, you know, ladies and gentlemen who are listening, like, let's be honest, our, our jobs are pretty intimate and they're very, very personal. And that's why it's so important to really connect with your customers ahead of time and, and also to provide anything that might help them and maybe ease a little bit of their anxiety. Um, and so our last question is a bit of a two-part question. So I'll go ahead and, and share it with Chris here and, and see, you know, maybe if he has some advice to share with us or, again, just some great insight that can really help our listeners. So, Chris, what is one of the biggest misconceptions people have about follow-up and follow-through? And also, how can businesses monetize the remarkable experience, the follow-up and the follow-through that they've invested time in to get more business out of their customers? Wow, that is a, a tough question and it's a long question. But I think for me, one of the things that I see as the biggest misconception is 
follow up and follow through is hard, right? I know that a lot of our partners are busy running their business. I totally understand. And I think talking to a lot of our retailers, literally hundreds of them, you know, we always hear that, wow, you know, like I'm, I'm so busy trying to fit a customer. Sometimes I'm having a phone conversation with them and it's like, oh, can we reschedule our phone call because somebody just walked in? I get it. It's very difficult to find a time to follow up and follow through. But what we need to understand is like the previous podcast that we had, we have to leverage technology. You know, often we think of technology as just a way to um, compute stuff, organize stuff and all that stuff. But technology has becoming has become so smart that you can sit down on one weekend and pre-plan a sequence of stuff, of emails, SMS messages, and these can be triggered by different events. You can pre-plan a sequence with your with your POS provider or with an email provider that goes out when an event happens. For example, a, a sale happens. An email can automatically go out to follow up and follow through on some of the promises that you were mentioning earlier about you know, maybe if they go to your website and set up an appointment, you can then go ahead and pre-program that if you receive an email, your email box automatically spits out and sends out an email. Thank you so much. Here's what to expect at your fitting. You don't have to sit down and rewrite all that. I understand you don't have time, but you definitely have time to sit down at least one weekend in an entire quarter maybe to figure out what process you can automate with some of the providers that you have. So, you know, we niche, the only thing we need to consider really here is, you know, we have to sit down and initiate the process, figure out what that sequence is. And then from there, you know, the personalizations, the name, the, the dates of purchase, even the last purchase, that is all data that's in our POS. We can just use that and pre-populate that information into the email. Right. And then, you know, when they fill in the form, when we're, you know, when they're buying and stuff like that, all of this is just automatically triggered. Even the actual emails, like I mentioned, can be written, pre-written, I mean, ahead of time and then delivering the remarkable experience by personalizing, not just sending out like very robotic sounding emails, but personalizing it like, hey, Katie, if your personality is like, what's up, Katie? Maybe that's what your personality or brand is. Then you say, what's up, Katie? You know, if it is like very formal, like, dear Katie, we love you, then that's fine too. But whatever the personality or brand is for your store, you communicate that out. You pre-populate your emails, and that's the message and the story that you're going to deliver for them. Um, you know, we need to remember that stories, they change the world, right? And there are retail partners like you had mentioned, they're amazing. You know, they have these stories to tell. I I love talking to our retailers because just some of the stories that they share, it's pretty amazing. Some of the experiences that they have with customers, like that, the anxieties that they, that they feel when they're fitting a customer for the first time, those stories are pretty amazing. For us, you know, we sort of, you know, sometimes I, I would say we get numb, you know, about it because, like, you know, we have models that, you know, we fit and stuff like that. And we sort of just go through that process. And sometimes we have to be cognizant of the fact that there is a level of anxiety, even for models. I mean, we've had models trying to cover up. I mean, we've seen it all, but still, you know, they're models, but they're still experienced that. So you, I can only imagine every other woman would feel the same way. But it's important that the experience that we're providing them 
is remarkable so that that will alleviate some of that anxiety and some of that um, insecurity. But you, you have to you think consider this, right? Uh, think about Victoria's Secret. Victoria's Secret has about, I think, 1,000, 1,100 bra stores all across America. They only carry maximum maybe a D cup to maybe triple D at the most, right? I've never heard of any Victoria's Secret store carry anything above a triple D, which is even in itself is pretty rare. And imagine the average bra size in the United States is 34D. Every time I talk to our retailers, not all, of course, but majority of them cater to D plus all the way to K cup, O cup, all that stuff. Imagine the opportunity that these stores have with their customers and with the market. You know, our listeners may be wondering, well, you know, we're following up, setting up this remarkable experience, setting up automated emails. It's all great. But how does that really going to help me? Well, consider that Victoria's Secret story, right? We all know that we're more likely to spend on someone we know, like, and trust. We talk about this all the time. That remarkable experience will deliver the trust for us. You know, with our regular education content, this will lessen the returns that we can get because they're educated and they buy the right stuff ahead of time. So that will lessen our return cost, right? The level of back-end customer service that we have to provide. So there's money to be made there. And it also increases the spend because they know, like, and trust us. They know that what we're selling them or what we're sharing to them as part of our overall brand story and experience is something that will give them value. So they tend to buy more. So again, that's another uptick on your on your sales. And it also positions your store as a valuable provider. You know, the experience, the education, the the expertise that you provide positions you. So the consistency of visits to your customers will increase as well. Again, another tick to drive your business up. But at the end of the day, you know, it helps the store develop a brand for them among the community. There's Somas, there's Kashiks, there's, you know, Victoria's Secret, there's a lot of these big box stores that, you know, aim to try to provide as much as much product and customer service as possible. But at the end of the day, they can't provide the level of customer service that a lot of our stores have. That's why a lot of them refer customers to to our retail partners. You know, everything we discuss in this podcast, the content, the email, the marketing, blogging, website, and SEO, it's all about telling our story to our audience, showing them what a difference we can make in their lives. So if we do those things effectively, they'll also change our lives because not only financially, but emotionally, because we constantly are providing positive value to our retailers and to our consumers. So by bringing these, this positive value to the consumers, we are also positively affecting ourselves because it doesn't only affect our financial, financial profits, but it also benefits our emotional profits as well. I love that, Chris. There are some very, very good points in there for our listeners. Um, and then, you know, with our specialty tours, too, um, our listeners, you know, you have expertise that the bra fitters at Victoria's Secret at other stores, they just might not have. And you're really in a position of power with that because there are questions that you can answer and there's expertise that you can provide to your audience. And 
um, that other places can't. And that's why you'll see that a lot of other um, chain stores and most department stores, they don't have a lingerie blog. They don't have the, the staff to do that. They don't have the experts there to do that for them. So that's where, you know, you guys come in and that's why uh, the content that you create about bra fitting, care, Anything that you create for your brand that will always reflect your story, but also answer customer questions is so valuable. And I think sometimes when you're writing, when you're writing a blog post or when you're recording or when you're working on something, you might think about it and say, well, no one's paying me to do this. You know, I'm spending time and I'm, I could be, you know, hanging out with my family or I could be going home early or I could be doing something else. But at the same time, um, those say you make, you know, seven blog posts, those seven that you make, maybe there's a woman that will see them all seven or maybe just one or two and she'll come into your store and she, you will, you know, wow her with that experience that you offer all of your customers and she'll be a fan for life. And then you'll have, um, referrals from her and you'll have women from all over her friends and family coming in to shop with you because you created that experience and that, you know, one piece of content that you provided that really resonated with her and answered her questions. And I think that's why, you know, when you're talking about a remarkable experience, it's so important to put yourself in the customer's shoes and to really think about what they want, because sometimes our customers are really simple and they just want very, very simple things. They just want, you know, convenience and maybe, um, you know, a certain style or something that you carry just consistently carried each month so that they can go in and buy it. And other customers expect something more. So really just knowing your customer base and knowing what they want, that'll definitely set you up for those remarkable experiences. And we also have some homework for our listeners as well. So we would love for you to share with us in the comments um, a few of the remarkable things that you currently do for your customers. So we would love to hear some of those amazing things that really wow your customers. Um, and then also we have a question of the day for you all as well. So we would love to know what topics you'd like us to cover in future podcasts. So if there's a burning question that you have or something that you really, you know, would like to know the answer to, we would love to answer it either on a podcast or you can email us at marketing at parfaitlingerie.com and we can talk to you there. Absolutely. Well, you know, just a parting message to our retailers, you know, remember that you need to be the remarkable experience that your consumers will talk about, not for one time, but talk about to all their friends, family, and everybody that they know, just because of the remarkable bra buying experience that you and only you can provide. You know, again, I would like to invite all our listeners to please visit us at lingeriesuccess.com to access more episodes, articles, and tips. And I also encourage them to join our Facebook group on Lingerie Success to connect with us and connect with other lingerie store owners to share ideas, tips, and strategies to help their store thrive. Please also do share, subscribe, leave a rating and review. We'd very much appreciate your honest feedback, which helps us continue to provide impactful content that we hope you will find valuable. And as always, thank you all for listening and for joining us this week. We hope you have a wonderful weekend. And thank you, Chris and Angel, for being here too. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys. This podcast is brought to you by Parfait. For more information, show notes, and downloads, please go to www.lingeriesuccess.com. <laughs>